Hi, my name's Dan Shaw, and I'm here with Ron Quinn to talk about Vashtu, which I won't even try to define. Ron, what is Vashtu? Vashtu is actually the science of uh, manifestation or creation, as it's often called. There are uh, actually uh, two Vastus that are one Vastu. Vastu pronounced uh, with a A is pronounced uh, quickly and spelled V with one A S T U, and Vastu uh, pronounced with the longer time held for the A and spelled uh, V double A S T U. And the difference is uh, uh, Vastu is the science of uh, the manifestation of the subtle universe and vast to the science of the manifestation of the physical universe. And what language is that? Uh, that's actually, uh, I, that's a good question. I believe that's Sanskrit. Um, when uh, studying in South India like I did, uh, the Sanskrit and the native Tamil language are mixed up a great deal. So you have to pay special ten, uh, attention to uh, uh, sometimes keep the two apart. I believe that's Sanskrit. And uh, this is... A extremely ancient science. Can you tell us something about that? It actually is. Um, prior to uh, uh, the 1980s, um, many historians were saying that the Vastu science uh, dated back in India to uh, 4,000 years, 5,000 years. However, in 1986, uh, some uh, written records were uh, discovered in uh, some kind of unique ways that uh, have been determined uh, were, def were written b prior to 10,000 BC. Some say as early as uh, uh, 14,000 BC. So this actually uh, makes the Vastu science much older than uh, was once thought. So this science of manifestation would be an applied science in what fields? Okay, uh, yes, it's, it's actually... Um, the applied science for um, uh, the manifestation of um, all aspects of creation itself, applied uh, uh, through human creativity, it is generally um, considered um, uh, fivefold. The fivefold actually is a is a large grouping covering uh, basically all of the activities or creativity, and uh, these uh, five aspects are uh, language often termed as poetry, since all language was uh, poetical in uh, the earlier times of Vastu. So language, music, uh, dance, uh, sculpture, and architecture is often how it's being defined. And uh, this actually includes uh, art, uh, bodily movement, uh, etc., as well as uh, uh, architect architecture and building. So there's a broad philosophical science and a broad physics that gets applied in each of these different categories. Can you give us an example from architecture, say? Uh, well, that's correct, because uh, architecture is considered in many ways the supreme science because uh, the Vastu architect is required to understand uh, the science of language, the science of uh, music, the science of uh, dance, uh, quite literally, and the science of art and sculpture as well as uh, that of architecture. The science behind it, uh, the subtle science, is quite literally the science of uh, the manifestation um, 
beginning with uh, the source of energy, sometimes called uh, in today's terms the void, uh, beginning with the source of energy. And um, Bastu goes into a great detail uh, as to what is sometimes called the grammar or the language of uh, manifestation itself through sound and light, uh, the science of time and space uh, into the subtle universe, which is then uh, brought into form through the physical universe through specific uh, uh, boundaries, vibrations, wavelengths to be very scientific, boundaries which are very uh, much identical to those that a musician employs in uh, creating a musical composition, for instance. So the science of architecture in Vastu is literally called musical science and musical architecture since um, uh, the same principles actually apply. So can you give us an idea about what would be the size and shape of a Vastu building? Uh, well, that's, that's an interesting question because actually we can bring uh, uh, Vastu into just uh, about any kind of design. Uh, today's designs, um, Oriental designs or modern Western designs, uh, Victorian, Ranch, uh, Cape Cod, on and on. <laughs> Uh, however, there's a, there's a rather deep science, which I won't go into much detail here, uh, which we teach in our workshops. Uh, and this is the understanding of the subtle. Uh, quite literally, it is based on the science of the manifestation of the subtle atom. This is the science of how the subtle atom vibrates and um, changes form uh, in its manifestation into the physical universe. So the subtle atom is squarish in form, and the primary uh, major changes that take place through uh, activation, what is called self-spin in, uh, in Vastu science, are the octagonal and then the circular form, which is the full manifestation of that subtle form into the holographic universe of the physical uh, dimension. So when we look at architecture, at building architecture, we actually determine the type of energy that is uh, that the building is going to be designed for, that is desired in the building, and we choose the geometrical form accordingly, which includes not only uh, the square, the rectangle, the octagonal, the circular, but many other forms as well. So um, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a deep science, and it's um, called the language as well as the musical science of uh, Vastu into architecture. And exactly how would one translate um, dimensions of a building into uh, musical notes or, or geometric shapes into musical notes? Is that something that uh, Vastu talks about? Uh, that's correct. In fact, it is actually... Um, a very clear and explicit part of the Vastu science, making it uh, very fascinating uh, to, uh, sort of, uh, to give a little explanation of this science. Vastu science begins all, everything that we do begins with what is called the pure inner consciousness. This is not associated with uh, the physical brain, the pure inner consciousness, the cosmic consciousness. These are one and the same, identical. So uh, all impulses for uh, creation and manifestation begin as pulsing or a pulse of energy within the inner consciousness uh, from the void outward. And the first manifestation that takes place in a very real sense, the first pulse 
is that of feeling or sound which contains light. And there's a dance of light and sound throughout the entire process then of manifestation and creation as light manifests sound. So uh, these pulses are defined in specific, uh, through their journey um, from what is called the dot and then uh, through various aspects of uh, the line into form, into the, the subtle form of what is called the, uh, the atom of light and the atom of sound in Vastu. So it actually takes us through the, the subatomic uh, particles of uh, atom of light and sound. And then through this understanding, the wavelength of light as well as the, uh, the frequency of the sound wave at the moment that energy crosses into matter and its manifestation, this is defined as an explicit measurement, a micro-measurement in Vastu. So this me measurement is magnified many times until it reaches a measurement that is considered practical to use. So then uh, this measurement, which is a light wave, is actually brought into the measurements of each and every building as well as art and sculpture. And in the same way, this measurement is replicated precisely as a frequency and a sound wave in uh, music and in language. So uh, every building is designed with what is called an energy grid layout or the Vastuprusha mandala. And uh, the geometrical form whatever that form is, is then also defined by these specific measurements which are identical to the musical notes measured through uh, the, the light waves themselves. So uh, I hope this uh, made sense. So in other words, the musical notes, uh, every musical note is, is actually replicated by a light wave which is accompanied by a specific uh, color or spectrum of the light and this light wave is measured as a musical note also, and they're replicated into architecture. That sounds a lot like modern physics. Tell us something of this recent discovery of documents talking about how ancient this science is and the, the documents that are the basis of this science, some million verses, you say? Uh, yes, recently they have, there have been uh, rediscovered uh, approximately one million verses which have been lost as far as to the cultural knowledge in South India, I am told, for 10,000 years. This can uh, sound, kind of stretch the imagination a little. And one, um, one such, the primary discovery took place through, um, I understand, a, a private library that had been in a family for many, many, many generations, and a traveling what we would call in English a bard, a traveling professional bard, which like many uh, aspects of uh, the culture and the caste in India is actually handed down from generation to generation. This bard who seems to be uh, a, a, quite an ordinary and common and humble gentleman actually has a very remarkable memory to uh, uh, the way of thinking of myself and uh, many others. He asked for admittance into this library and was given special admittance and he was especially interested in an unused portion of the library where the manuscripts were uh, heavy with dust and had obviously um, not been uh, 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 noticed or uh, worked with for uh, many years. These were, um, I believe, palm leaf uh, manuscripts, which um, can be very uh, long-lasting. I've seen some of these, so I'm not sure what the actual date 
on these uh, was. I haven't been able to find out if there was a carbon dating or anything like that because they obviously had probably been transcribed by a scribe from some older documents. However, this bard memorized this entire uh, set of manuscripts, which he recognized as being uh, written by the probably the same author uh, along the same subject, and he memorized one million verses, which uh, could very easily be translated into something like uh, uh, 400 million words. So this, this was a tremendous undertaking. And what he had memorized, which he was capable of doing uh, in his profession, was what is called the ancient original Tamil, sometimes called the Prakrit language. And this language has basically not been in use as such for, uh, again, uh, several millennia, except possibly um, uh, used some by uh, the traditional bards. So he memorized these verses and came to the uh, government of Tamil Nadu, uh, a state in South India. And they were very interested and had their scribes um, write down from his memory uh, the words on these manuscripts. But there's been great difficulty uh, even among top scholars in translating and understanding the words of their original language. Then Dr. V. Uh, Ganapati Stapati got into the picture, who is a traditional Vastu Stapati with this uh, heritage handed down unbroken in his ancestry for literally millennia. And he, with about 10 years of intense study, was actually able to uh, break through and clearly translate uh, the language. And now there are others assisting him. But the, these uh, manuscripts have been identified and found to have been written by a man named Mayan 10,000 to 14,000 uh, years ago. I mean, excuse me, 10,000 to 14,000 uh, BC. And uh, many say, Dr. Stapati asserts very uh, definitely that Mayan was the founder of the Vastu science. And although it became known uh, in different terms in different languages, the manuscripts themselves make it clear that he taught this science uh, over the entire uh, world in his day uh, to all civilizations and etc. And so that in itself is a rather remarkable story. So these, mm -hmm. uh, these manuscripts are in the process of being translated. Mostly about 400,000 of these have been written down by the Tamil Nadu government and are under lock and key except uh, to specialized scholars and so forth. Dr. Stapati also has uh, more than 10,000 verses, all of which have been translated into modern Tamil and they're working on English translations right now. So these manuscripts uh, go into great detail about the very things we've been talking about, the manifestation of uh, the source or the pure source, uh, consciousness of a void, and uh, the precise uh, steps which are actually uh, taken and what some call the grammar of uh, manifestation and creation through time, space, sound, and light. Time equals space. Sound and light are one and yet um, manifest into two different streams of expression. So it's, it's, it's actually an amazing science with uh, far more than we have time to um, talk about at the moment. Let's just back up just a little bit because there are some terms in there that were unfamiliar. The original language you say is called Prakrit? How Prak would you spell that in English? Prakrit is spelled P-R-A-K-R-I-T, and it actually means the original or the first. Mm -hmm. And this gentleman, Dr. Stoppity, 
who seems to be the foremost translator. Uh, you say stopity is a title? Stopity is a title. It uh, means one who is, um, is a qualified uh, architect, sculpture, and uh, creation scientist. Uh, so this lineage of Vastu has continued in India to the present day, but these documents have just come to light through this bard. That's correct, and they have actually, um, while they don't contradict uh, the work that today's stoppities are doing, they have thrown a very, very uh, deep light and uh, expanding and deepening the science tremendously because many of the stoppities, although very skilled and faithful to this day, have not necessarily um, remembered uh, the why and the how of some of the work that they do. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there are originally um, some million verses that this bard memorized and then uh, dictated to the government scholars? Uh, yes, he came, to the, uh, he came to the Tamil Nadu government, and they were very interested because in interviewing him and with some understanding of what he'd memorized, Top scholars in India verified that uh, the documents were authentic. The language was definitely authentic and uh, not known to any but a very small handful in today's uh, Indian culture. However, this bard was disappointed because um, over a period of time, one or two years, he found that um, the scholars employed by the Tamil Nadu government themselves uh, confessed that they were having difficulty understanding the content, even though they were able to make translations. Then he heard about Dr. Stoppity, who is uh, certainly a very unusual man. And so uh, Dr. Stoppity himself told me that his watchman woke him in the middle of the night and said, there's a man here who says he must see you. So Stoppity said, send him on in. And it was this bard. And so over the next... Uh, few days, a few weeks, this bard uh, actually recited uh, over 10,000 verses, which uh, Stopity, uh, Stopity's um, secretary and helpers uh, transcribed and wrote down or typed as uh, the bard uh, uh, related the, uh, the verses which he had learned. And then Stopity spent about 10 years, mostly at night because he was a busy man, he spent about 10 years actually cracking the code to understand this ancient language. Now, Stapati tells me that it's necessary to, under, to be fluent in both Sanskrit and Tamil, as it's very obvious that both Sanskrit and Tamil originally sprang from this Prakrit language. So combining the two enabled him to actually crack the code and uh, be able to read and understand the ancient language, the original language. So the Prakrit has been translated, how much of the Prakrit has been translated into modern Tamil? Uh, about 10,800 verses. Uh, more has been translated, however, um, uh, much of what has been translated is not entirely intelligible, which is why the bard got discouraged and came to Dr. Stapati. Stapati has translated about 10,800 verses in very uh, intelligent, uh, clear uh, language. In modern Tamil. In modern Tamil. And how is uh, the progress on translating that into English? Well, we have one book, which was actually a, a full book written by Mayan in a, probably about 13,900 B.C. called the Interim. Uh, the word Interim literally means the five steps of manifestation. In other words, 
uh, Mayan says that there are five steps from uh, the void or the source into full physical uh, manifestation. And so this is kind of, the interim is kind of like an introduction to Vastu science and is composed of about 800 verses, which have been translated into English, so these uh, copies are available. However, they are right now um, also busy retranslating uh, the interim uh, to make it even more intelligible. Hmm. So how could folks get a hold of a copy of the interim? And could, you, I, I, could you spell that for us? Uh, we usually spell it A-I-N-T-I-R-A-M. And I can actually get uh, copies. Usually I like to buy in bulk. However, the copies are available directly from Dr. Sapati, who uh, with his uh, office help has a small publishing company of his own. And so far, as far as I know, it's only available through Sapati's publishing company. I think, though, it's possible I need to check again that the interim might be available even through Amazon.com. It's becoming... um, only in recent years, it's becoming a fairly well-known book. I forgot to mention that these uh, manuscripts that this bard discovered and actually just brought a whole new, uh, literally a whole new world of knowledge even to India that had been unknown that it existed. These were discovered in 1986, so it's a pretty recent find. Mm-hmm. And in 1992, I understand, is when Dr. Stoppity really began um, teaching and opening up uh, this science, you might say, to the world outside of his own culture, which is the first time this has really been done by a traditional stopity for uh, many millennia. And when and how did you get involved? Well, my wife Bonnie read an article in a magazine about Vastu, and when I inquired into it, I discovered that this um, article came from, uh, was written by a, a, an American who had gone over and studied with and interviewed Dr. Stoppity. So I ended up going and, well, I studied Dr. Stoppity's works for um, about three years, and then in 2002 I went over and spent uh, several months with him in intensive study. And uh, the GRU method, um, what, they, what is called a direct exchange, which I found uh, really did work, <laughs> And it was an amazing and deep experience. At that time, I was only the second individual who had uh, come uh, to study with Dr. Stavati in India. And since then, I've been teaching workshops around the country, and this has changed a great deal. Just in the last three years, I think there have been 20 or 30 uh, foreign students uh, going to study with Stavati. So what do your workshops consist of then? I uh, give... An introductory, a two-day introductory workshop, followed by four, what I call four intensive series, partly because uh, we give out so much information. There are four four-day intensives, which I call level one, level two, level three, and level four, a total of 16 days, or with the two-day introductory, a total of 18 days of workshops. And this, this is a good start, and we're planning additional, future, uh, additional workshops in the future. In uh, levels, in the introductory is an introduction. Levels one and two primarily introduce uh, or go into levels of the, of the creation science itself, which is very important to understand first before we even go into um, various branches of uh, creativity. Then in, then in levels in three and four, I focus uh, primarily on 
building design and architecture, and we get into more actual design work. However, um, I actually coming to my workshops, I've had people who are coming just for the spiritual uh, trip, and many uh, the spiritual end, and uh, some many uh, people have actually said that it has been the deepest experience, spiritual experience of their lives because of the depth of the Vastu. And then I have had uh, musicians and artists and even housewives, computer uh, specialists, architects, builders. We have all kinds of people coming and actually get, uh, get great satisfaction out of understanding uh, the Vastu science. So how would folks get a hold of you? Well, I have a website, Vastu spelled with one A, VastuDesignAndConstruction.com. And do you want me to give my uh, phone number, or what information would you like? Phone number's up to you. Well, uh, there's, um, uh, they can contact me through email, by email through my website. And I do have a phone number here in um, Southwest Oregon. Uh, the area code is 541-772-4351, and people are welcome to call. So let me ask, what part of Vashtu has been, let's say, most revelatory for you? What, what really stands out uh, among all of it that uh, has inspired you that you care to share? Okay, well, actually, for me, the Vashtu brought together, and uh, interestingly, I've had a number of other people, just a number, say the same thing, but it brought together... For me, everything that I believed and even answered questions I didn't know I had as far as uh, my uh, spiritual quest. Um, and so it brought together for me the spiritual in a most complete way that I had not found uh, in, any other, uh, in any other form. And at the same time, it brought a new way of interacting and creating on, uh, in the physical life, a new purpose, a new meaning. Uh, through the Vastu science, the Vastu says that um, architecture, for instance, as well as in the other arts, is quite literally the art of creating miniature uh, spaces of heaven on the planet Earth. And the goal is to um, expand those miniature spaces until the entire planet Earth vibrates with that resonance that is, um, brings harmony between uh, the physical and the subtle spiritual dimensions. And this is quite literally done by understanding uh, both the geometrical form and also the sound waves and the light frequencies we were talking about. Because I didn't uh, quite get into this detail, but we measure sound waves and light frequencies uh, very carefully and bring them into attunement uh, in all of our work, just like a musician will, bring, um, will fine-tune a musical instrument. And so our work is uh, very much the same science. It's really identical, even though it... Uh, takes different angles. So, mm. so there's, a, there's a profound purpose that uh, what we are doing is benefiting uh, the people that we uh, are doing it for as well as the environment and the planet. And we ourselves are always benefited. Uh, many people will be familiar with the term feng shui, which has to do with the Chinese art of placement. Right. And this is uh, similar in some ways. Could you use vastu as a verb and say... Well, I've got this house. How can I 
adapt it more to the principles of Vashtu. Can I Vashtu my Cape Cod? Oh, uh, sure. How would I do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. In fact, I've gotten called on for quite a few uh, remedial projects. Mm-hmm. And what we uh, look at is what is practical and what the uh, owners or the, those who live there are uh, capable of uh, and uh, what is practical both financially and so forth. So some uh, sometimes the remedial action might be some pretty small things and other times it might entail some real remodeling. So that can vary a lot. But yes, uh, the Vastu definitely, we, uh, we look at all of these things and uh, uh, the colors, we do look at placements and et cetera. However, the real focus of the Vastu uh, science is to build a home uh, that is so resonantly in tune and in harmony, brings uh, such a, a powerful resonant harmony between the material universe and the subtle spiritual universe that this building becomes like a person with a very, very strong immune system so that even if there are some things a little out of uh, kelter or out of harmony, the building will actually uh, neutralize those and harmonize um, all aspects of the building. So that's the primary focus is actually to bring to create buildings and communities, uh, et cetera. Even the measurement of boundaries between uh, states, countries, et cetera, when measured in this way, actually will bring uh, uh, harmonic notes and help to bring a harmony of consciousness to uh, the people involved. Mm. So it's, it's, it's pretty vast in its implications as well as can be applied in very simple and very local ways. My work with Vortex Maps has much to do with Earth energies. Can you tell us something about uh, the Vashtu approach to uh, Earth energies? Well, yes, and I won't uh, get much into that. That would be interesting even for personal discussion between you and I at another time. However, the Vashtu does define the Earth itself into, uh, again, the Vashtu Purusha Mandala or the energy grid and through the uh, musical frequencies and uh, the light waves, the planet itself is uh, so important that when people call me before they build a new house, I say, well, uh, call me, and if possible, get me on the site before you even choose where to build, because we find that the Earth, and Vastu gives us many uh, explicit guidelines, the Earth itself um, has a language in every area of her surface as well as underground. So we look at the soil, we look at the vegetation, uh, other um, the plants and animals, we look at the water above ground, and we measure the underground water, including quality and direction of flow, and we look at all the aspects of Earth, which is considered in Vastu the first and foremost most important aspect to uh, take in consideration to take into play when uh, choosing a place to build and what kind of building to place there. Can folks uh, visit uh, Vastu buildings in the U.S.? Where can they go to to actually experience uh, buildings that have been built with these principles? Uh, That, too, is a little bit difficult to say. There are um, uh, various Vastu buildings, and some of them uh, I can't uh, necessarily just say whether to visit or not uh, when I haven't seen them. Some I have, but there are some uh, some uh, places that I know about that can be built, and we could compile a list of some of these, which is, you asked a good question, because I haven't compiled a list of these except for a certain few. There is a, a temple that has been built in Omaha, 
by Dr. Sapati is people himself, designed by him, and it's a very resonant, vibrant place to visit. Some uh, friends of mine have had uh, some really uh, quite interesting experiences there. And uh, then uh, Dr. Sapati himself has also built a temple in Washington, in Chicago, in Florida, and one underway right now in Kauai. There's also a Vastu home uh, that I have designed and done some hands-on work that is uh, being built in northern Minnesota. And this one would require permission by the owners to actually uh, uh, announce publicly sure. and bring people in. So, uh, But it, too, is uh, quite a remarkable place energetically to uh, visit as well. Mm-hmm. I could tell just one little kind of interesting experience because Vastu tends to entail a lot of experiences, some of which we want to do some bring into some actual modern research with some modern methods uh, to define and measure. However, a couple years ago, I designed and um, a building contractor was hired to build a barn, a post, post and beam barn. And so we defined this barn and designed it with using the Vastaprusa Mandala, which is the universal energy grid. And the posts themselves were placed at explicit points along the grid, and while the barn itself, both length and width, it was rectang- is rectangular, uh, was measured explicitly as per the wavelengths of light that we're talking about, which are measured according to um, sound frequencies. And so the building contractor, who knew nothing, knew nothing about Vastu, he and his crew had their radio playing in the uh, middle of the barn construction, and at the point where they raised the fourth wall. Now, these walls were just uh, walls of posts that were set uh, between five and six feet apart. There was no sheeting uh, except for the uh, tie boards, which uh, tied the posts together. They raised the fourth wall where the full walls then were meeting, and suddenly their radio went completely into static and uh, they couldn't figure out what was going on because they couldn't get any more radio signals in the barn. And before that, they had been able to get six or eight channels very clearly, which they said they always could. So they wanted to know uh, if we knew what was going on because they said they had never had this happen before. Just raise the wall and suddenly the radio no longer works. So I explained a little about the principles of defining to quite a fine, uh, accurate degree uh, these wavelengths of sound frequency and light waves and that evidently the frequency defined in the building at that point, even though subtle, those, those, these are subtle frequencies, actually uh, overwhelmed and neutralized the radio frequencies, which was a very interesting experience, the only one we've had like that. But we have many, many different kinds of experiences with these buildings. So even though the walls weren't fully enclosed, the dimensions of the barn acted as a kind of Faraday cage. Yes, it seemed to. uh, Vastu explicitly states that the moment an area is enclosed with four walls, an area is defined, and that space itself is spirit, is spirit uh, consciousness or subtle consciousness. And the moment four walls are completed, that an area is defined that actually creates a specific uh, metamorphosis, well, a specific uh, manifestation, and you could say defines a certain personality that space consciousness or spirit then takes within that form, which is why Vastu emphasizes that it is so uh, valuable to create a form that uh, 
creates harmony, harmonic waves, wavelengths between the physical and the subtle and the spiritual dimensions. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, many people are concerned today with uh, man-made electromagnetic pollution. Mm-hmm. It seems that these principles would help mitigate uh, people's exposure to these kinds of uh, frequencies. Uh, yes, I would say without question. You've mentioned the Vashtu Purusha Mandala a couple times. Mandala may be a familiar term to people as a kind of a geometric uh, shape that's often used for a point of meditation. Can mm-hmm. you uh, maybe spell and define Purusha? Okay, Purusha is spelled P-U-R-U-S-H-A. And so the what is known as the mandala in Vastu, on the subtle level, where energy has not yet manifested into matter, on the subtle level, this is called the manduka, the Vastu manduka mandala. And I won't go into full explanations what that means, but that actually means the energy at that point is ju- has kind of a jumping process. Uh, the energy waves are actually uh, jumping, uh, what we could call standing fields of energy. They're very subtle. And so as the Manduka mandala, the Vastu Manduka mandala, moves through um, alchemy into the processes of manifesting into its image, into the physical manifestation, this becomes the Vastu Purusha mandala. Purusha actually, there's a, quite an interesting uh, mythical story. I don't know if you want to hear it right now. However, Purusha has to do with the sound, the subtle sound frequencies and the subtle light frequencies becoming both audible and visible. And uh, in this very process, uh, the audible sound frequencies and the visible become the physical form filled with the physical uh, sound vibrations and the physical light form. Thus, Purusha is literally the physical manifestation of the subtle. Hmm. So tell us, uh, you've got some workshops planned. Uh, Dr. Stoppity will be visiting the U.S. Tell us about that. Yes, uh, Dr. Stoppity, there's um, um, someone who has moved uh, to Ashland, a lady by Renee Lafferie, who filmed uh, one of my uh, workshops back in 2003 and became very fascinated with Vastu. And she has been touring with Stoppity and filming his tours and so she is leaving Ashland in about a month now and going on tour with uh, Dr. Stoppity in Canada and in Europe, several places. And at the end of his tour, he's going to visit Ashland. It will be his first time to be here. He's been in the U.S. a number of times. He's going to visit Ashland, and we will definitely hear him lecture. And I hope also to get him to, uh, together with some of our Vastu students for some question answer sessions, and etc. So this will be very fascinating. Dr. Stavadi is definitely a, a very remarkable man with a very, very deep comprehension of this science that we are talking about here tonight. Well, it's very exciting to think that uh, this ancient knowledge is uh, becoming available to us now and has the potential to transform our consciousness and our Western science. It is, and it's uh, it's very timely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for coming to talk with me tonight. Uh, you're welcome, Dan. It's been a real pleasure. Ron Quinn, uh, tell us your website address again, please. 
The website is Vastu, V-A-S-T-U, Design, D-E-S-I-G-N, and A-N-D, Construction, C-O-N-S-T-R-U-C-T-I-O-N.com, Vastu Design and Construction.com. Well, very good. Thank you very much for your good work, Ron. Thank you.